Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt it's, 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 okay. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. Uh, it's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Uh, it's also the okayest podcast in the Midwest. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, we're coming at you from the OKest Hunter podcast studio. If you haven't heard of the OKest Hunter, you're taking hunting too seriously, and you should probably head on over to OKestHunter.com. <laughs> and when you find something you think is all right, you can use code W2HPODCAST to save yourself a whopping 10%. Woohoo! Because they're cheap asses. They're not going to give you anything more. They might, though. If you ask for it, I bet you they would. Within reason. Ask for like 13%. <laughs> That's a pretty funny, yeah. Okay, we'll give you 13. No, why not? We'll bargain you down to 11. Not bargain, but... Yeah, no, mar- bargain. I was thinking... What's the other word I was thinking of? I don't know. Barter. Barter. Yeah, bargain. I didn't mean barter. I did mean bargain. Yeah. Either way. Whew. All right. Well, how about, uh, how about this one? Whether you're at work, in a tree stand, or simply waking up, it's important to be alert. There's no better way to get there than with Backwoods Grind Coffee. Ground fresh for every order, delivered straight to your door. Backwoods Grind Coffee. W2. Up. Up. I keep pushing the wrong buttons over here. Yeah, you do. I just, I gotta take some things out. Anyway, uh, use code. Where is it? Where is it? Come on, you can do it. Oh, it's right in front of my face. I just can't find it. Oh, here it is. W2H podcast, 10%. Now, you know, I bet you the listeners know what the codes are better, better than I do. I would think. Memory of a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> and, by the way, our call line, which is 262-757-4122, the, the call line is open, and the video chat will be open in a moment. Uh, that is brought to you by Spartan Forge. And on over to spartanforge.ai. And I recommend getting in there as soon as you possibly can to use code 
W2H for 20% off because look, they're changing things and their prices aren't going to stay this low forever. So, but it's your benefit because the things are changing are adding more uh, robust and practical features for us oh, hunters, right? Right. It's going to get better. You've been using it. A little bit. Yeah. Hunting season's over now, so I haven't really even looked right. at So you got to use it at the tailest end of the season. Sure. You snuck in there. Mm-hmm. Did you use the discount code? Yeah. You did? I did. All right. I don't know if you used that or if, like, Bill said, hey, Greg, I got your back or whatever. Well, I figured I'd pay for it and with my own money, sort of, okay. and, uh, and see what it's all about before I go all in on it. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. I'm going to try. I'm going to throw the video... Oh, yeah, so Cody Tate says he's been using it, too. Hopefully, Cody used our discount code, because I don't want anybody else giving up 20%. Uh, let's also... I'm going to throw in our video chat into YouTube also, and Twitter. Fine. No, I can't. Ooh, okay, so that's it. We get Facebook, and we get... Uh, and we get... Uh, what's the other one? YouTube. Jesus. <laughs> my brain, dude. Oh, what's wrong with my life? Are you on the other podcast right now? I think I'm, you're on the I'm other podcast everywhere. right I'm now. I'm everywhere now. You're over in the green chair sucking scotch, and you're on the other podcast. The, the thing they have in common is I drink scotch in both of them. <sighs> Shit. Yeah. What's the shaking? life of Eric. Clay, Clay Thurman says, what up? Levi, what's up? Howdy. Uh, and by the way, hey, we have a guest with us, so um, enough of us bullshit. And we're going to bring on our guest, Seth Porter, hey, a.k.a. Seth Bearded Norm- the Bearded Nomad. Is now so, a good time, Seth, or are you teaching or being taught? Uh, I'm, I'm Actually, we just got dismissed, so I'm going to be good to go. I'm just walking to my truck now. All right, I'm going to kick you back <laughs> on when you're to your truck. All right, we're going to bring him back on when he's to his truck. We get this really neat technology, so I can see what he's doing. I hope he doesn't do anything weird. Uh, oh. If he does, I'll bring him live again. Right when he's unzipping to take a leak by his <laughs> truck door. That looks like the bathroom. That's not his truck. <laughs> That's pretty funny right there. I don't care who you are. So... Oh boy! Uh, when can I get a turkey take? Is it too late? Is it? Is no, it? you you better Let's do it tonight before you leave. You can't. What do you mean? I thought you said I could. Dude, leftover takes. So leftovers, all right. right? What you need to do is buy a turkey permit, then buy the turkey tag when it comes available. Okay. So for the zone, when, when will it maybe come available? Like when uh, beginning of March. Something like a month. Yeah. Right. Well, that's my birthday. So I'll tell you what. I will look it up like I'm doing for a lot of other people <laughs> lately, looking up stuff on the DNR website. Okay. I will look it up, and I will send you a link to your Google Calendar, Timer, whatever it is you want to do, mm-hmm. and then you can do your thing. So you're basically like my own personal hunt reminder. You know, there's an app for that, I guess. Yeah, just like Mitch Baker I missed it last reminded time. me today that today is the last day we have until next year to apply for elk points in Arizona. Oh, all right. All right. There's lots going on. Mm-hmm. Clay Thurman asked us to talk about our guest. Well, well, for those that don't know, Seth Porter is called the Bearded Nomad. Bearded Nomad. He hails out of the East Coast, but I don't know where specifically. Virginia. I should know that. We're going to ask him. Doesn't matter. I'm geographically challenged anyways. Oh, Lord. I don't like I really know where that is. It's always an excuse with you. Uh-huh. I have lots of, uh, you know, discrepancies. And he also runs the Nomad Project. I have, I think, all of his shirts, including the Shut Up and Hunt shirt that I enjoy. It's actually very comfortable. It's got a good logo on the back. And he runs a podcast also called 
the Bearded Nomad. Mm-hmm. And the Nomad Project. Yeah. So um, he's a young he's a young buck with a huge beard. He's kind of buff. He works out quite a bit. Uh, I know he's married. Mm-hmm. No kids yet. And he hunts pretty freaking hard. He takes it very seriously. He does take it very seriously. You may have seen him say, uh, what is it, I love bow hunting and God is great or God is good? Is that the... I mean, I'm doing us all free. I'm just, you know, ripping I'm, I'm here. You go it's with all it. mentally, you know. He's not to his truck yet. I see him looking like he's trying to talk to us. Seth, we can't hear you yet, bud. You, you let us... I'm just going to wait till you're in your truck. Um... So I think that's all that I know about Seth. We're going to learn about Seth. Mm-hmm. I talked to him quite a bit, but I've never, we never had, I just think because I talked to him so much, I just felt like he's been on the show, but this is his first time. It is. He did do a memorable hunt with he, us though. He did a memorable. He sent me a story and yep. I, I produced that. So that went out there, but then I never had him on the show like formally. Well, and this is the whole fun part about this, doing a podcast and doing the social media stuff is we get to learn or meet new people. Um, and a lot of good people. Yeah. So we get to know them better by having them on the podcast. Oh, by the way, uh, Levi Carey says that deadline was February 1st. See, there you go. February 1st for Wyoming points. I'm moving this camera cause I don't like the background I was seeing. So I think that, oh yeah, that's way better angle for you, buddy. Does it shave about 20 pounds off my neck? I added a couple. <laughs> Wiggle the turkey. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, you freaking beast. Get your centered right there in the middle. Boom. Okay. Um, boy, let's see. Levi said he's getting jacked for turkey. He should have told you two about why he should have told us about Wyoming special turkey tag. That deadline was February 1st. Got it. Wow. John Munt, welcome to the show. What's going on? We got a lot of people commenting here. Points are still available. He was saying turkey. Okay. Turkey. Yeah. Fair enough. Leave it to me to get it wrong completely. That would be a chance at a Miriam's turkey, if memory serves correct. Got to bring a dictionary for that one. Miriam's or a eastern bird. I think they have easterns in Wyoming as well. Hmm. I know nothing. I did go, um, well, I, I wouldn't say it's, it was pheasant hunting, but it was chucker hunting. <laughs> and it looks like Seth is in his truck. Let's bring him back on here. All right, we got the thumbs up. We, we'll hear that story later. Uh, okay, Seth, you are back on. You're live. I've, I was trying to get you to bring me back sooner because I was ready to go, but it's all good. I'm here. I'm I'm excited to be here with you guys. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I saw movements. So I was like, ah, he said truck, man. I don't know. He's like, like to prank us or something. No, I'm I'm here, man. I'm I'm excited. Sorry that I I thought he was going to keep us in class for the whole time tonight, and he's like, all right, see y'all later. It's like great. <laughs> nice. So. Well, I probably texted him. When are you going to be home? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Dude. That or whatever. So I gave probably you an intro, but I think I didn't do a good job. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from Absolutely. specifically, and like what you all got going on? Absolutely. So I heard you say I'm from Virginia. I'm not from Virginia. That was great. I am from West Virginia. <laughs> See? It is. And, and I know some of you guys in the Midwest and out West, you know, don't know the difference, but oh, there's not a difference. one state, but we haven't been since like 18 or something. So, <laughs> uh, we, I'm, yeah, I'm from South, uh, Southwestern Virginia, more Southern, Southern, uh, part of the state. 
Um, been here for a good portion of my life. My dad was in the military, so um, we moved around quite a bit. I got to live in Georgia, North Carolina, Kentucky, um, obviously here in West Virginia. Uh, I lived in, uh, yeah, that's it, British Georgia. And then, uh, you know, growing up, hunting was obviously a part of the family. Uh, my dad and mom, my dad was into it a little bit. He still is, but it's, it's not, it's not raging in his, in his mind and his heart like it is mine. So, but I, I did a lot of my learning and, 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 uh, just getting to know hunting more from my, from my uncles. I talk about them frequently and uh, I'm sure people get tired of me talking about the same stuff, but uh, it's just part, it's part of my, I guess you could say heritage, part of, part of me. So I, I bring it up often, but um, I've been bow, had a bow in my hand since I was about 10. Obviously, you know, and like you said, Eric, you know, I always put uh, God is good. I love bow hunting. Um, obviously I'm, I'm a very, I'm very uh, grounded in, in my faith. And I think that it goes right into um, just my love and passion for the outdoors. So I am married, like you said. I don't have any kids yet. I do want, I do want some kids, but we're not ready for that right now. My wife's trying to get into med school. Uh, she's going to be my sugar mama. She she thinks <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm not. Uh, I will be. I will funny. work HVAC until she becomes a doctor and starts making that doctor money. And then Seth is going hunting. So, <laughs> uh, but other than that, I, that's that's really all there is, man. I. I love God. I, lo- I love my wife, I lo- and I love, 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 love being out in the, in the woods with a bow in my hand and, um, you know, chasing chasing some deer. So that's awesome. And you, so is it two podcasts or is it one podcast? And tell us more about the Nomad Project and the Bearded No and, and the Bearded Nomad. And what and the naming so convention it's just behind one that podcast. too? Okay, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, so it's just one podcast. It's uh, called the Nomad Project Podcast. Um, so originally I used to, I had a podcast that was called the way of life podcast and it was, I did not like it when I named it that, but I kept it that cause it was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Throw it up, you know? And I was very, uh, didn't know what was going on. I still don't know what's going on, uh, half the time, but, um, it was called the way of life podcast. And I, I did one episode under that name and I was like, I just, I didn't touch it for like almost a year. I was like, I hate this. So I completely revamped it and I started the Nomad Project. Uh, and I'll be completely honest. It just sounded cool with my name, with my, you know, AKA name being the Bearded Nomad. Um, and I was like, that sounds sick. I love it. I'm keeping it, you know, and my wife liked it. And uh, anybody who's married knows that most of the decisions go through your wife for a second opinion uh, most of the time anyway. So. We're just nodding. Uh, that's right how here. that went. That's how that's how that went down. And um, I was like, "Babe, what do you think?" She's like, "I like it." It's like, all right, done. You know. So I started the Nomad Project, and that's when I started like really cranking out episodes as much as I can, uh, as much as I could. And then uh, the Bearded Nomad. Uh, so honestly, one day I don't I don't even really know where it came from. I was just one day I was sitting at home uh, when I was a teenager. And I'm not even going to lie to you. So I play a lot of Xbox. I love playing Call of Duty. Um, I love playing with my dad and my brother and my friends who still play. Um, and I needed to 
changed my Xbox Live name. And one day I was like, I love having my beard. I feel kind of nomadic. There it is, like bearded nomad. And I kind of just left it as that. Um, but then obviously when I started getting more into hunting and like, I guess, you know, social media content and stuff like that, I kind of just stuck with it because it kind of felt like more like me in a sense. Like it was just, it wasn't like, I wouldn't say it was a part of me, but it was just like, it just felt like Seth, if that makes any sense. Like it just, I felt comfortable with it. I liked it. And I was like, yeah, the bearded nomad. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I guess if you want to get into it, like I'm pretty mobile when it comes to hunting. So, you know, being a nomadic hunter and obviously I got to keep the beard. I was going to say, dude, do you have to have the yeah. beard? Cause like my wife will, let me, I don't have like a full beard, but my wife will let me shave the scruff off. She's like, don't do it. Yeah. So the thing is, is that I've, I, me having my beard is like a rebellious to like anybody who says I need to be clean shaven. <laughs> Cause I, I will not, if I do not have to shave, it's not getting shaved. I'll trim it up. You know, uh, every once in a while, like obviously during hunting season, I grow it out. I just had it like down to my chest almost, um, or a little bit longer. And, uh, I had to trim it up a little bit. It was getting a little wild, uh, now that hunting season's over. So, uh, but yeah, man. How long does it take to grow, the... dude? Cause I can't get past that weird phase where your neck feels like you're in a turtleneck and it's all itchy. I just won't do it. Dude, honestly, it doesn't take that long to grow, but I keep it real clean right up under, right up under the beard. So like your beard hides it, but it's clean under there. So it's not bothering you and ain't getting scratchy and itchy. And I think at this point, I'm just kind of used to it. It doesn't really bother me. So, mm -hmm. I've, I mean, I, I've had a, I've kept facial hair since I was like. Six. Oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> just make up some number. School, I'll say a senior in high school. I've had to shave like straight right, like all the way down, like baby face shave. Probably a hand, maybe a handful of times in that, in that time. So I've kept a beard a long time. That's fun. It's good. You, I mean, you kind of, you really do. You have to keep it because it's part of the, the whole mantra, you know? It is. It is. A lot of people, a lot of, a couple of my friends are like, so what are you going to do if like you shave? Are you just going to be like the beardless nomad? I'm like, yeah. I, I you do, you so. should do that for April's Fool. You should do that for April Fools and be like, and today's episode of the beardless nomad and like just come out with no beard and be like, this is my alter ego, um, Porter Seth or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'll have to do that. I'll feel, I'll feel like I'm 12. Every time I shave, I look like I'm 12 again. You should do like a whole bunch of like video skits with your bearded, like as you're bearded and pretend you're talking to your non-bearded self and then obviously record the opposite side of that conversation with your beardless oh, self man. and be like, you know, the beardless nomad is like some sort of, uh, you know, millennial Gen Z hippie, not hippie. What's the term? <laughs> hipster? And be like, oh, yeah, I can't go deer hunting today because I got to take pictures of birds. And be like, oh, bitch, God. get in the woods. And the bearded nomad's yelling at him, like, boot camp style. Yes, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if you do this, I just want to have, like, some some credit for it. I, I think oh, the, cre sure. the creative juices sure. are flowing along with all the drop time spirits. <laughs> I think the OKS Hunter's going to yes. have to make an appearance. I think you're both freaking idiots. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, Love that's it. fun. Dude, so how did your season go? Because you gave her hell. You were out there like oh, all man. the time, man. I was watching your stuff. Yeah. I'm like, how is this guy not on a deer? Because you put in so much time and effort. Sorry, Greg. Uh, so <laughs> I got lucky. So. You and me, buddy. Ahead, we're Greg, we're on the we're on the same team, dude. Knocked down two does. Yeah. Could have knocked down two more. Never saw a buck yeah. I wanted to kill. It was never close yeah, enough. So, man, here's the thing. First of all, I got an ungodly amount of time to hunt this past year. 
um, due to COVID, I got laid off my job. Um, what were you and, doing before you were learning how to be an HVAC guy? So my job I was at, I worked at a place that specialized in rubber parts for conveyor belts and pulley systems for nickel mines and coal mines. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, West Virginia, it's like it's big coal country. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people around here are like some form or fashion, like in their lineage of somehow, if they're from West Virginia, their, their family's probably done something in the coal industry, whether it be extended or, you know, immediate. Uh, the problem is, is that, um, it's a dying, uh, I don't even know what you'd say. Industry. A dying it's a dying resource. industry. 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 Nope. Yeah. Industry is a good word. It's a dying industry. Cause I mean, obviously there's coal is just, it's not, it's just not going to be sustainable. Um, a lot of people around here don't like hearing that. Um, there also are a lot of other side of the, of the spectrum where it's like, that's all they say and fight the coal industry, whatever. Anyway, but it, it was, I, in my opinion, I think that that whole industry is going to be obsolete very soon. But, um, the thing is, is that when COVID took a big turn for the worse back, like right before summer, um, so did a lot of our minds you know, our, our biggest customers. So when that happened, um, you know, they were like, all right, we got to cut, we got to cut some people off. And I was one of the newer guys. I'd worked there almost a year and, you know, my manager, he called me in. He was like, dude, listen, he's like, I love you death. You work your butt off. He was like, but he's like, this is out of my hands. And you know, I was like, Hey, it's, it's fine. I get it. So, you know, I, I was, that was in July of 2020. And, you know, as time went on, I, I had to obviously collect unemployment. And, uh, you know, my wife, thankfully, my wife had a job at the time and or still does. And uh, I was kind of nervous, but I, I, I knew that something it was going to work out some way or another. So I, you know, been on unemployment. My wife was like, hey, like, why don't you just ride this out for a little bit? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, listen, you've worked your tail off or up like since we've been together, you know, she's like, you don't, you, you, are you're never not busy at work. She's like, why don't you just take a break? Cause obviously, she, and I was actively seeking work. It wasn't like I was just sitting at home, but, um, you know, she was like, I got this, you know, so I had a, a lot of time to hunt <laughs> this past year. And, um, so that's why to, to kind of reply to that part of your question was, uh, you know, that's why I had a whole lot of time to hunt. I was fortunate enough to have a lot of time and go, go certain places. Um, when it comes down to just how my season ended up, man, dude, it almost is kind of embarrassing um, to say, yeah, I had X amount of time, but I didn't get on a buck. You know what I mean? Like, and here's the thing, like I set goals for myself in the beginning of the year and I was like, okay, Pope and young, you know, I'm not shooting anything under Pope and young, you know, cause I mean, obviously everybody wants to kill big deer. I want to kill big deer. I set goals for myself to kill big deer. I'll try to find it during the summer you know, stay on them year round. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure like I, cause I'm a killer at heart. So if you're, if it's, if it's getting me pumped up just a little bit and I have a, I have a deer around, you know what I mean? Like it's probably sometimes going to be hard for me not, not to shoot something that walks by, but you know, when it came down to it, I was like, you know, at one, one twenty five or bigger or, you know, one thirty or bigger, depending on how well I know the area or, you know, kind of just working with myself there. And, uh, you know, I found two targets here in, in my home state that absolutely 
crushed both of those numbers. Um, you know, 140s, and definitely one that was 150s pushing 60s. And in my area, that's it's not that it's uncommon, but for the areas that are here are here to hunt, it's public. It, it gets hammered, so it's it's just kind of hard to do. Um, but you know, I I hunted those two deer extremely hard, especially the bigger one, um, and I just didn't work out. Uh, I didn't even get a first. I didn't even get my first crack at a buck, uh, like to actually be able to draw back on one um, within range uh, until November the fourth. And obviously, I'd been hunting since September. I hunted Kentucky, um, and I mean, dude, it was it was it was rough. It was really rough. Um, you know, I had on November the fourth. It, it just felt like you know the woods were turned on in a sense. Um, you know, I had uh, I think I had twelve or uh, twelve or thirteen total deer, uh, six bucks, seven does, um, and only one borderline shooter. Um, that was like. I was like, oh, you might get it. Uh, you know, I was like, I, don't know, I might pull back on you. But once he got closer, I was like, yes. I was like, I'm not going to give in because uh, I could have just ended it right there. You know, I could have actually filled all three uh, West Virginia tags right there that day and just been like, all right, I'm going home. Uh, but I just was like, no, I, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to stick to my discipline, uh, which is very hard to do when your blood's pumping. Um, funny story that day, like I'm six foot up and i think me and you greg actually talked about this that day when i killed that doe i was like i was six foot up in a little tree and i was at just enough cover around me and just enough breakage point like in in my surrounding area and i i texted my uncle we were hunting probably about 400 yards from each other in a sense and uh, as the crow flies and he's like yeah i think i'm gonna hop down i said okay so i gotta hop i gotta start packing up my stuff and I, like probably 15 minutes before I had just got done like grunting and I'm packing up my stuff and I'm like, turn around and there's like a nice two and a half year old eight point just sitting there 20 yards staring at me. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, all right. I'll, you know, he bounds off and I'm like, hang it back up. I'll wait. Maybe something else will come by 10 minutes later. I'm like, all right, it's time to get down. I start to pack up. There's more deer coming down in this place. And I'm like, dude, what is, <laughs> I'm like, I'm probably not going to get out of here, man. I was like, I might just sit here all day. And then, so 10 minutes later, I'm like, you know what? No, it's like, there, there's no shooters right now walking around. I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. We're going to get out of here. So I'm get, I'm packing my stuff up. I'm just about to unscrew my camera arm. And I hear, and I look behind me. And this, I mean, it it was a very large deer coming down this hill. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's a buck, no doubt. And I threw my binoculars up, and it was a doe. And I was like, oh, God, like, that is a giant doe. I was like, you are getting hammered, honey. You you come in here, you're getting shot. It's over. And um, sure enough, I thought, well, she had a deer behind her. And I thought, I was like, oh, maybe a buck's chasing her. Maybe that's uh, the way it goes. And um, can you all still hear me? Yeah, we're still here. I just made you big real quick because you were getting into okay, it. Okay, you're good. That freaked <laughs> me out. <my> bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Where'd they go? Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, I got worried. Um, but I like that you're on your phone to touch the screen. That was, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're gonna mess yeah, with you get, So, so um, I thought a buck was behind her, and I was like, "Oh, let me look, let me look." And I was like, "No, it's just another doe." So anyway, she comes down, and I set myself up six feet up and like seven or eight yards off these two scrapes I just found the day before. Um, 
And so she literally walked right to that first scrape and I went to draw back and she, she caught me and just kind of trotted off, but didn't know what happened. And she stopped at 15 yards and I absolutely just hammered her and, uh, man, shooting, shooting 690 grain arrow, it'll, it'll blow through them. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that day, you know, it was, it was, it was a little rough. Um, it wasn't rough. It was good. I was very happy. Um, but I ended up having to carry her up out of a gully that was straight up and down. Uh, if you know anything about the West Virginia mountains, it's, it ain't no joke. So, um, you know, that day and after that, I had no buck encounters like at all. And it was very, very, very rough because I'm like, I know I'm not a bad hunter. You know, I know, I know at least halfway of what I'm doing. And I was like, you know, this is, it takes a toll on your mind mentally, you know, obviously. And it takes, my wife is like, I don't know how you're doing this. She's like, I don't know how you keep getting up and going out there. She's like, I would have quit back in October. You know, I was like, I was like, it's just what, you know, when you, when you love something so much, that's just is what it is. And so, you know, I kept going, I kept going and, uh, I never had an encounter with those two shooters that I wanted to have an encounter with. Um, I had two encounters this year with deer bucks that I was absolutely going to shoot. And that was the second day. It was September 28th of West Virginia bus season. And then the very last day that I hunted and that was in Kentucky, um, which I don't know if you all have heard me tell that story yet. And we can get into that a little bit later if you want more now, but, um, on the 3rd of January, I had a great encounter, uh, with a, with a buck. Um, that wasn't, that wasn't one thirties, but the way the situation was playing out and the way he looked and the way it was all setting up, I was like, dude, if this happens, it's, it's happening. So it's just, yeah, it just didn't work out for me this year. I got, I did end up, I killed two does. Um, and I was very thankful for that because we needed to meet in the freezer. We were running low. Um, there were two very good sized does and, um, but next year, if it comes down to it, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting my killing out of the way. So I'm not sitting there, you know, in November dying. Um, not that I, I'm, I mean, I say that and I'm going to jinx myself and I'm not going to have one deer come in until like <laughs> December. So, but I'm, I'm definitely going to try to set myself up for success early, whether it be on a, whether I get lucky on a buck or, you know, whether I'm getting the does and getting those out of the Dude, way. Greg and I were just talking about that. We were talking about yeah, we were when I was running the tactic talks, like everyone was saying, kill them early, kill them early on a pattern, get them before yep. the pressure comes, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, and even like, and then you got your dough the those, first freaking day. Well, and I, I wasn't going to settle for not if, if something came through and it was big enough and it didn't have a fawn with it, I was, mm-hmm. it was going to die and it, yeah. it turned out that way, you know, but then I kind of thought about it too. Well, I know I wasn't in the best area to, see a buck per se unless you know that weather pattern moving in got him moving and, and got him heading towards the food a little sooner but i don't know it, it took a couple of weeks for the for the weather patterns to kind of stabilize and all of a sudden three of two of those really nice bucks out of the three that were over in that area were pretty regular to the to the food source like i have them on my cameras quite often mm-hmm. but it you know just didn't pan out had to work doing this, doing that, you know, and, yeah. and kind of going back to what you said, it's like if you don't go and you know you could have gone, it's really nagging and biting at you real oh, bad. I, so you got to go. That was – it's always been an issue with me. Mm-hmm. It's like 
uh, I could sleep in for a few hours. You know, I could catch some sleep today and this and that. And I think I've learned that was one thing I learned this year is like, if you could just rest, get your wits about you for, you know, a day and then maybe spend the next day scouting and getting more intel and getting a little bit smarter, you know what I mean? Instead of just walking in and, and maybe screwing some stuff up that you wouldn't have, if you would have done your, done your due diligence during the season or just settling um, or going, yeah, I'm just going to hunt this spot just because. Oh man. We've I all done it. That. I, uh, that's I the only way I hunt you guys. Podcast. Yeah. That's how, that's <laughs> yeah. my strategy. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Yeah, wait, you guys don't do that? <laughs> like, I just, this looks like, yeah, my word, dude, this looks good. By uh, the way, yeah. that has worked for me a couple of times. More well, than a couple of times. We know it worked at least Listen, once. Hey, I saw year. I saw that monster in that one spot that I never got a shot at. Not to but, mention, he hey, wasn't the only buck I saw that night. I, I did my job and said, hey, you I know for a fact. Those oxbows I knew where I was going? That spot, that one particular spot. When when a rub line opens up and there's there's something in there and sure enough I had scouted yep, it yeah. found the rub line I'm like we yeah we're money we need to be in here absolutely and so absolutely. Eric you've not shot a buck yet you need to go in there one comes by hammer it well one yeah. came by two I didn't came by it. one yeah give him the old snort wheeze <laughs> that yeah, was the second I one. don't think so <laughs> see you later <laughs> oh boy oh, fucking ran off. I did try to try to grunt him first, but yeah. dude, no, that's funny though. I, the, the fact, so you said something earlier. You said, you know, uh, I at least half, I half what, or I half know what I'm doing. Like fifty percent of me knows what the hell I'm doing. I don't. I'm not there. I'm like, I've heard of all this stuff. I've I understand most of it, but like once you're in it, it's very different. I end up second guessing myself all the time. That's like all I do. I'm like, how? And then I'm like, well, fuck it. How the hell do I know this spot's any damn good? Like, what do I really know? Like. Shit, yeah. these deer, you know, yeah, we give them all this credit and they're smart, but they're also, deer are dumb, too. Like, you know? <laughs> Sounds like... Yeah, They've done a sure. fine job of making you look stupid, though. So far, but I've had, and me. I've had eyes on bucks, man, <laughs> lots of seasons. I, I seem to be in the right place at the right time, but I'm always just a little too far away or something. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, if I could have killed half the bucks so, I've seen, I'd have I'd have five bucks on my wall, you know? Hey, but, I'm telling you, like that, that's a big thing. Was It's kind of frustrating where... I I had guys like, oh, you ain't killed nothing yet. I'm like, look, I could have walk been walk. tagged out in West Virginia. Yeah, I could have already been done. I was like, but I, I you know, I, I've set goals for myself, and I, sorry, I'm in here nope. trying to grab my phone charger. You're good. My my wife my wife's studying, and she's giving me the look like you need to leave me alone. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I, I was like, you know, I've I've set goals for myself, and and that was it was rough for me because it's like. When when you start set when you get into the thing like in your mind when you're like, this is my goal, this is what I want to do, and you don't start hitting those goals, and it doesn't feel as easy as maybe a previous time where you're like, where you where you set a plan and then it worked for you, you literally start questioning every move you make, every decision um, that that you come to, and you're like. Was that the right choice? Well, the problem Should with that I is because if you don't see anything, so Greg and I, we were very close to each other. The spot where I missed that eight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and we were on like the dude. Honestly, I like I maybe have been able to have seen you or something if I tried hard enough. Maybe not. No, not maybe quite. The but we could see the same people, you know, in the field. We we could have a sense of what was going on. But I was in a spot where I saw a deer and you didn't. And if if I were you and I was in your spot and I wasn't in my spot, I would have just thought like the whole area is shit. 
So it really is a game of inches sometimes. But so like you could be so close and never absolutely. have the affirmation. I had a feeling Absolutely. about that spot because of all the scouting we've done yep. and all the, the intel that I had, not just from this year, when the scouting and running a camera and all yep. that fun stuff, but I've been on that spot for a couple of years now, and I know how the deer are using it. So. That's right. But you know what I'm saying? Like We're going you back could there just again be, next year. You could just be a little bit off, and then hey. you, could write, you could write the whole thing off, but maybe... They were did they just slip through a little bit beyond where you could have seen them? Well, know? and it takes yeah. one guy, one guy mm-hmm. d- decides he's going to set up and just throw you off. The deer yep. are going to kick 30, 40, 50 yards another direction. Yep. And they're going to use that to their advantage. They always do. Yeah. It's a pain I, in the ass, man. This year that was oh, a, that fun. was a big thing was <laughs> I had I had dudes I had dudes uh so we got a huge snow in December. It was really nice, and I had dudes follow my my fresh boot. I mean, the snow just got on the ground. Like there was no possible way it could have been anything else, or you know, any day older or anything. This sounds familiar. And I <laughs> literally had dudes follow my fresh boot track or boot tracks directly to my tree, look up, and then get upset because I was in the tree. I'm like, look, homie. <laughs> First of all. I've been here for two hours. Second of all, you know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, and that, that's a big thing. And I've had to deal not really so, with so much, a lot of people, but just a lot of punches. Um, and me, that was one thing I learned very early this year was like, I don't know why, but, and I'm glad I did, but in mentally and in my heart, I was like, this year you're going to deal with punches. You need to learn how to roll with them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you, like whatever comes your way, Whatever adverse, adversity happens, whatever small little inconvenience, which I have a million of them happen weekly, daily, you know, during hunting season for me, um, you just need to learn to be like, okay, you know, just be grateful you're you're ready to go hunt, kind of thing. Yep. And that made that made my experience a lot easier to deal with because I had a lot of things that were very frustrating, um, and very irritating to deal with, especially people, you know. Did, didn't see a, didn't see a deer or something like that or or I walk in and I break a branch that I shouldn't have done or you know I, I, I felt like I ruined the whole hunt it's like all right look you broke the branch branches break all the time in the woods don't go through clanging your stand and your bow together but you know just learn to keep going kind of thing that was a big thing for me this year yeah I'm a goofy dude I, I that it works <laughs> like I hey, just you got a buck I'm on a, the ground this year, I'm man. Fucking he does, man. You wouldn't believe like I don't he Greg did. wasn't there the time so we hunted this tree and I went up to the higher spot than I had when we were hunting it. That was not a comfortable experience. It didn't go well for me. <laughs> Dude, and I wore these like different boots. What are they, what's the brand? The the K with the K with the, the, the big Kamek. The Kamiks. But they're like boots. insulated Kamiks because it was cold. Yeah. Dude, my foot got stuck in the crust of the tree. Like I couldn't lift my leg all the way. I, it was just stuff, and I like I did set up in wrong. another spot. I set, the, I set the stand, dude. Like nothing was. This is how it is for me every time. Like I think you scared deer towards me in the dark because I heard a bunch of ruckus as I was literally just like stepping onto the platform. It blew up underneath me. I heard heavy breathing, and then I hear it go tearing off. I'm like oh, I wonder if Eric or somebody. Well then. I could hear a dude on the on the running trail yelling and screaming, singing an Elmo song to his kid. I'm like, 
Who oh, does this in the dark? That was not me. <laughs> Who does this <laughs> in the dark? Bro, that, Eric, that, if that's, that's you, so I'm going to get down and kick your ass. Yeah, I heard that guy. But listen, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Here in West Virginia, we don't play that. If we hear some clown or Elmo stuff in the dark somewhere out in the woods, somebody's probably getting shot. <laughs> 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 just going to keep it real with you. It, it ain't going to be with a bow and arrow either. Oh, man. That's <laughs> funny. Dude, but yeah, you, you know, like, I think you... Seth, you're young, right? Like, and young's relative, but you're like, what, mid-20s, early 20s? I'm 24. I'll be 25 in April. Yeah, 24 is like the age I started to finally mature. Meaning, like, I stopped, I started going to the bars less. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I should probably, like, grow up, you know? And then I phased out of it until I was, like, 28, and I met my wife, and we got married at 30. So I'm finally, like, an adult, and I'm 34. So I got a brother your age. He's 10 years younger than me, but... Dude, you're in a great place. You're gonna do great. You're gonna do great things. You know, you're that tenacious at 24, and you you're gonna compound all of this knowledge. You yeah. know, I I just think you're you're gonna do some really exciting things with your hunt and how you're gonna approach all this stuff. Uh, I wasn't taking hunting that seriously at all then. I'll know? be honest yeah. with you, I wasn't either because I had I had a lot going on in life at that time, working two jobs and and trying to help my parents with stuff and lot going on that way personal stuff so i'd kind of yeah. hung up hung up the bow and put away the camo i think i made it out gun hunting a couple times with my uncle up north just to get away but i'd stepped yeah. into another role too at the company i was working for and it was working a lot more hours and then eventually got rid of that second job but it wasn't uh it wasn't a time in my life where i looking back on it if i would have given up some Same. of the toys you know the four wheelers and the dirt bike and all that fun stuff yeah. and messing around with trucks and all the crap that I was doing, I could have probably paid for a couple of really nice out-of-state trips by then or had a really nice yeah. boat or something to go fishing with. Yeah. That's, at that. I mean, I don't know. And I, as, when you keep, like you, Eric, you said this a few times, and I, I'm trying to accept the compliment because I, I, I really, I'm grateful <laughs> for it. And you, you, keep, you keep calling me tenacious and stuff, and it's like, mentally I, I hardly ever feel like i am you know what i mean and i think it's probably because we're our biggest we're our own biggest yeah but when you operate, we are our biggest you, yeah, but when you operate you at that it. level that that you don't realize it man like yeah. look around you for a second okay and and you're in a league right with some of these some of these guys that are putting down big deer but you know they might just have a few more years on you so that that's it but yeah. like you're you're gonna get there because of how you're approaching it like how you carry yeah. yourself and how you show up is pretty evident that you're taking this shit seriously. You're not fucking around. Yeah. You're also having a good time. Like it's not like you're like, "Why well, so serious?" Which is what I like to say when I'm in the OKS hunter mode because, <laughs> calm down, people. They're deer. Okay, it's fine. We love to hunt them, but like, you know, shit ain't gonna go freaking peachy keen candy bars and lollipops every time you're out there. No, no. And, and you gotta like you said, you gotta roll with the punches. So you know, um, yeah. you're doing that, but you're also you're showing up, man. You're showing up. Yeah. You know. And you're I, in some hard I, terrain, dude. Like West Virginia always, ain't easy, right? That like Wisconsin's no walk in the park either. Michigan, the Midwest. There's a lot of places yeah. that are pretty hard to hunt. Yeah. Iowa, I think, is I'm supposed actually, to be I'm easy. actually headed to Michigan first week of October. I'm really excited. Cool. Rock on, I'm man. Really excited. First week of October. Wow. I mean, we'll see how you do over there at that point in time. <laughs> That's yeah. like the October. I don't, level. I don't, listen, I've heard all kinds of stuff about pressure and obviously everybody right. it's like the, when somebody says hunting pressure the first place people talk about is michigan mm-hmm. um but uh i have a very good friend um who's from there and um 
but he doesn't live there, but he's from there. And he's like, Hey, you know, I heard you're hunting Michigan. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, yes. Cause I consider him somebody I look up to. He's a straight killer. I love him to death. Todd Freeman. Um, but, uh, he was like, all right, I'm headed there. Here's some, here's some pens and start dropping me stuff. And, you know, I've been looking kind of, I haven't really had time now. January, I didn't even look at my bow. I hung it up. I didn't, I didn't look at my maps and nothing. I didn't care. As soon as I was done hunting the first week, I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm burnt. I don't even want to look at an arrow or a deer. So, um, but February, I was like, Ooh, starting to get that itch again. I'm starting to want to go kill stuff and, and look at stuff to kill. So, um, yeah, then I'm pretty excited about, about Michigan. I'm really in, but that's cool. You won't be too far from us. That's like what a four or five hour drive. Oh, it's probably more than that. By the time you go south, depending on, on where he's at in Michigan, but you know, there's if he's in the northern part, then it almost makes more sense to come up and go through Upper Michigan. If he's more in the middle or the eastern side of the state, then it makes more sense to run down through Chicago up through Indiana. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's in the UP because that's where he's from. Nice. That's yeah, tough. So. That's tough hunting up the UP, there. UP, yeah, it's, that's totally. But different. when you There's get a lot one, of deer up there. It, uh, well, yes, no, they migrate. <laughs> they migrate. So the northern part of the state, they get such a heavy snow belt. Okay, that's different. Yeah, they're in the snow belt where they get all that lake effect snow. Those deer will migrate further south, and they kind of tend to stick towards the cedar thickets. I mean, you if you yeah. drive through the upper upper peninsula, it's nothing but cedar. There's a lot of cedar mm-hmm. there, so. They make use of those cedars for thermal cover, you know, when the weather gets real bad. But, mm-hmm. like, I was just up in Porcupine Mountains, and that's right off Lake Superior. There are deer in there, but there's not a ton. They're not around yeah. every corner. So where I went to mountain. Menominee, there's deer everywhere, but different part of the – that's yep. just like the tip of it. That's like yep. three hours from here. Right. North. Yeah, it's an hour past Green yep. Bay. and – They'll migrate down and, you know, be near the river, and, and they'll have much better thermal cover and, and better chance at food and water. Mm-hmm. So, no, it'd be a, it'd be an awesome hunt to go to the UP. I always thought that'd be a, a great hunt. Of course, I get invited every year to my – because my wife's family's from there, so I get invited a lot. But then it never works out because it's like Thanksgiving, and there's just so much going on. and It's one it's of those – got to pick one. It's either yeah. you stay here and gun hunt or you go to Michigan and gun hunt because mm-hmm. it's – Gun se- their gun seasons, yep. Basically, two of ours. They got a lot of private land and like hunting shacks where like you literally you know shoot out of the shack. Sure, you know, yeah. and yeah. it's like the shack is nicer than my freaking house. That sounds okay. <laughs> <laughs> Different world, man. Just just okay. good enough. But they have fun. They have fun. It's a good time. I've been up there and top on the four wheeler and take it over to the hunting shack, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna sleep here. This is it? <laughs> sounds good. That's pretty okay. cool. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it works. So, Michigan, October 1st. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, what is it, February? February, I thought I was going to say it was January, but, you know, hunting season's a ways off, man. What are you doing oh, in yeah. the off season? There is So, right no now, like I said, season. like January is straight, just nothing. I don't want to, I didn't want to even look at my stuff. Um, February, I start like, you know, I went, and honestly, like, dude, I went and scouted the other day, and I was like, oh, okay, I found some spots that, like, I did not know were there and that I, I was mainly looking for one spot that I knew was there, but I just never had a chance to go through mainly because when it's like season, it's stupid, nasty, thick and there can't get in. But, um, man, I, a lot of people find a lot of, uh, help 
during the off season, like scouting wise, I have had more success this year finding deer and getting near deer when I'm in season scouting. And, you know, I, a lot of people are like, oh, but sheds and this, I can be honest with you, probably not a popular opinion. I don't give two craps about sheds. If I find sheds one. Sheds don't mean they're going to be fan- killed. Yeah. If I, if I find one, fantastic. You know, and I, I got a couple of cool stories about a shed, some sheds and whatever, but I'm not going out searching for sheds unless I'm just bored and I want to go find them. And that might not be a popular opinion. I know it's not. Some people get super butthurt, but. Um, about it, but I'm just, I, wish had a bump. I wish I had an audio bumper for that. Womp, 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 but hurt. I, listen, I'm telling you right now, I put, I posted something on my story. I think it was last year or two years ago. I think it was last year. And it said, uh, sheds are just particip- participation trophies. Changed my mind. Dude, I'll take and participation dude, trophies all day long. I can't bro, find a shed I'm to save my life. <laughs> I, bro, people came out of the woodwork. People I didn't even know followed me. Came out of the woodwork. You know, I'm pretty interactive with people who follow me. If you message me, like, I'll, I'll make sure I message you back or whatever. But it's like, they were like, oh, that, it's just a great way to get the kids in the in the joke. I'm like, guys, it's it's a joke. I'm just kidding. It's fine. Simmer down. Like, I want you to take your, please go find sheds. Go find them all, and then I'll kill them in the fall. That's fine. Like, go ahead. And But, um, no, but in the off season, it's uh, a really big like, rebuild physically wise for me because like during the season i don't go to, i hardly go to the gym maybe twice three times a month well, you don't really need to if you're in the freaking woods all the time like and how do you have yeah, the time you know constantly yeah you're constantly up early, you're up late. um so i lose i lose a lot of uh muscle and strength because i'm literally walking up and down hills for days and losing my mind um and then uh it's also a time Obviously, like in that first couple months, like it's a big time for me to catch up on a lot of time I missed out at home. Uh, even me and my wife will be married three years in, in uh, June. And I do realize, like, obviously everybody said bow hunting is a very selfish, very selfish sport. So when it comes to time to like, or it comes down to like time spent at home during the season, it's like my wife is very loving and she's like, go, you know, just do your thing. And, you know, but make sure you're home for this, this, and this kind of thing. So mine's the um, same way. Mine's yeah, the same way. But so, by the end, she's like, you better kill some. I'm getting a little tired of this shit. Yes. Yeah. She's like, so, listen, um, we need me saying you got all these opportunities <laughs> and the freezer's looking low and I'm yeah. tired of buying blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Yep. Because yeah, it's hard. Yep. I mean, we got, uh, we got two kids like <laughs> that, that ain't easy for her. And I miss my kids. Like I want to spend time with them. So I don't want to be that, that yeah. guy either. So it is a, it is an See, awkward trade off. Actually, this season I was. You know, whatever worked out, I got lucky, but I, I was getting yeah. kind of like burnt up because I was like, I want to see my freaking family, you know? Yeah. Um, see, I Listen, I don't, I, I love, don't get me wrong. Like I love going on out of state trips and I had, I got a couple opportunities to go, you know, obviously Kentucky, I live right across the bridge. I get to go, um, so, uh, South Carolina, I got to go in August and then Tennessee, but dude, er- every time it was time for me to leave, I was like pretty upset. Like I didn't want to leave. I was like, babe, I don't want to leave. And she's like, what are you talking about? You want to go hunting? I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, and and I think it has a lot to do with like me and her. I mean, she's, I have one guy, best friend that I've had since high school and me and him are super tight. But other than that, me and my wife are pretty much pretty, like pretty tight. So like when it comes down to leaving her for a few days, I'm like, 
She's lame. I mean, like, dude, she's gonna be your sugar mama. You gotta stay tight with. Her. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, absolutely, there ain't no doubt. No, I know um, that same feeling because you know I married my best friend too, and yeah. it's always again that nagging feeling, that na- same nagging feeling that you feel when you know you could be out deer hunting and you should be because yeah. something's going on. Well, at the same time, there's something going on at home that you really want to be there for. Even if it's yeah. not much at all, it's just nice being there with your family. Somebody tried to tell me, well, what are you going to do when you have a baby? I'm like, um, I'm going to make a sling, and he's going to be up in the tree with me. That's what's going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I was, Summer's like, he only hunts five feet anyway. It's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So, you know, I spent the whole season but, 20 I mean, feet just, up until I killed that deer at a six, after, at a six feet or five feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's all luck, I mean, too, by the way. That wasn't intentional. It's just how it fucking was. But now I can say it. It's just how it happened. It's just how, how it happened. happened. But, but now it's a thing. I, yeah, I, it is a thing. Um, but, I mean, honestly, so I've always bow hunted stuff. Um, I am going to pick up a shotgun this spring. So I'm going to go turkey hunt with a shotgun, although it's against my blood because I love my bow. Uh, but I want to bust some heads. I want. There's no shame in that game. Off. No, man. Turkeys so are ugly. I'm they actually, need to be shot in the face. I agreed. Agreed. So I'm pretty excited. I'm actually going to go, which it kills me, man. My dad bought me a really nice turkey shotgun. Uh, it was like a Remington or a, excuse me, Mossberg 500. And I had two barrels for it. And, you know, it was awesome. I was super pumped. And I sold it because there were issues going on way back when. Should never have done that. And I'm very, very regretting that now. But I'm pretty excited. Like, um, I think it's probably the most excited I've ever been about turkey season because I'm usually, I'm like deer, 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 you know, and then I have this mindset of like, well, I'm really only doing in-season scouting or like, you know, two months before season when I'm trying to locate some targets and stuff like that. Um, but I'm, this is probably the most excited I've ever been about turkeys um, in a couple of years. I'm going to go get a shotgun and I'm going to go pop some heads, man. I'm pretty pumped. Turkeys are fun. Um, when, once you get one to, to gobble back at you, you know, and you play the game. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It's it's just a, a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I just want to skip the middleman and go right to elk. But yeah. <laughs> like, baby steps. Fucked up. Never baby taking steps. a baby step in my life. Like, I just, <laughs> Greg knows. I just jump into shit and he's like, what the fuck? That's, dude, that's exactly how I am with this heavy arrow thing. I did not, I didn't go to 500 grains. I was like, <laughs> 650 and then i realized i was i miscalculated and i'm like 690 Oopsie. and i'm like well oh well here i am <laughs> here it is it's gonna be what it is man i played around was, too which, well i think you and i were talking back and forth i think both of us yeah. were doing stuff at the same time and i got mine yeah. to tune in where it was at i think that's how many people have you helped with that greg you also wrote us some blog articles there's some great articles on the eh, word hunt page they're okay from articles and i had some more i wanted to add but i just didn't hey, get around to website it i didn't go anywhere um, but no, I think I ended up with it at like 650. That's like, I, I was able to get those arrows to bullet hole, bare shaft through paper, yeah. 21 feet away from my target. I mean, I, I had my target set up right to the same point where, where I'm shooting from, you know, height wise. Yeah. So there's no downward deflection or anything going on. Yeah. And you know, there's plenty of people giving us crap about that too on the internet, which is fine. Go whatever. I have confidence in anything I throw that arrow at. It's going to oh, die. Yeah. I mean, at dude, so you actually did more than me cuz I actually so I built a paper tuner. It's in here somewhere. Yep. I built one 
I, w- I helped, like, I literally built, like, I think four or five sets of arrows that weren't mine Sweet. before season, which was, I had a lot of fun doing. Um, but, like, once I built the arrow, got it, like, kind of how I wanted, I just knocked tuned and bear shaft tuned. I didn't put it through paper after that. Sure. Um, you don't need to. Uh, That's just another, another, another rabbit hole to jump down, but it's almost like, it's like yeah. double checking your work a little bit. But if yeah. it, just like Ranch Ferry, I mean, you had him on your podcast. We've had them on ours here. If it's hitting plumb, you're pretty much going to be as good as you're going to get. Yeah. By shooting it through paper, you're just showing your inconsistencies in your grip. Yeah. Or consistencies in your grip. But I was able to make bear shafts, bullet hole five times in a row. I'm like, you know, I think I, I definitely got the right point weight down. I definitely have have it spun right on the spine. You know, my knock tuning was right where it needed to be because as soon as I tuned, turned it out, then the tear would get a little weird. It would get a little wider. So I'd turn it back and shoot it again, and then it would bullet hole. You know what? This is the Listen, combination. I'm going <laughs> to tell you something right now. If you would have told me two years ago or last year or anything, or the year before, yeah, two years ago, three years ago, that there was such thing as knock tuning, I would have told you that you're a smoking crack and you're stupid. That, dude, let's you right talk now, to let's talk to two year old you because I want to hear you tell him that on this. Podcast. You're smoking crack. <laughs> Rick, <laughs> smoking crack. Rick James, <laughs> Rick James, bitch, get your feet off my couch. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I was building arrows, and there was one arrow that was just weird. I was like, I, I was like, all these yep. are perfect. I don't get it. You get Bro, one, one that misbehaves. I remember the knock tuning and I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And if my wife wasn't right next to me, she would, she said, she's like, I wouldn't have believed you. I, I thought you're crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? My dad, everybody, they're like, what? Cause you know, I was, my dad lives on a farm in Kentucky, a little, you know, weird, awkward shaped farm. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm usually out there shooting my bow or something. And uh, I say that because a lot of people ask me, Oh, why don't you just hunt out there? And it's just like, it's not that simple the way the land lays and whatever. But, um, but yeah, that was like not tuning. Okay, you know, and I gave it, and it. I, I that's all I could say is that like if you think it's crazy, I promise you it's not. Yeah. But well, and I posted some of my results, and then I had a few people reach out to me, going, "Really? Is, is that really how it's going?" Yeah, it's how it's going. Yeah. Okay, now I'm interested. Now, now you got to show me. You got to help me out, or you got to talk to me more about it. So I know I've got two guys on the hook that we're probably going to get together sometime, and once the weather gets a little better here, and Probably start shooting shooting heavy arrows, see how they do out of their bows, see how it yeah. goes with knock tuning and you know, and, and every bow is different. Like you and you might have a uh Reinhardt just commented, it works. Yes, it does. Your bow is gonna shoot different than mine, you know, mm-hmm. because they're all factory built bows, tolerances are gonna be a little bit different, you know, limb might be longer, whatever. I mean you could you could yeah. put it all under a microscope, and it's all going to be just a tad off. But yeah. what you what you find is is if you get your bow all squared up, meaning in tune, factory specs, take it to the bow shop, or if you have a hundred percent confidence in your ability to tune it, and you have the tools, which I do not. Mm-hmm. All I have is I don't have a draw bar. I don't have I don't have a bow vise to be able to press the limbs and put twists and cables and all that fun stuff. I take it down to my bow shop. He has all that stuff. He knows what the bow is supposed to be at. I tell him to set it at 68 or 70 pounds, whatever I can handle my my shoulder. And then yeah. I'm tuning the arrows to that. 
Yeah. I'm making sure my rest is centered. You pull that arrow back, it's centered through the burger hole. All is good that way. What the fuck is a burger hole? I've never heard you say this term yet. Burger hole? God it's where you go get your burgers and stick them in your home. I know. That's what I'm wondering what the hell's going on here. It's a new restaurant. You didn't know about it? Jeez. It's in the alley. <laughs> burger it's in hole. in the alley. <laughs> I got to make, make a new meme now. They serve roadkill. Hey. Crap. But so what, what? So one thing I want to ask you, Eric, what was your total arrow weight this year? Five. Uh, some it was like five hundred five or something like that. Yeah, it was just a it's oh, okay. a tad over so five hundred. Oh, okay. So you so you weren't a man. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Hey, uh, but you know what? That's what worked, I'm and kidding. it was accurate. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Well, I thought that was heavy. And to be fair, believe it or not, what I was shooting before that was certainly was not that. No, God, the. That thing left sideways. It would slap the target sideways and then go in. I'm like, what the hell was that? Oh, it's my arrows. They shoot great. I'm like, no, they don't. That's what I You see that? You see when the arrow flies through the air sideways and then kind of you see it correct itself and then it hits the target? Yeah. It doesn't hit the target plumb? That's a problem. All all Eric had to say was, uh, hey, Seth, uh, what buck did you kill? Oh, that's right. No, come on. (laughs) Mano y mano, you win every freaking day. Uh, (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm a competitive person by nature, so, like, me and all my friends, we'll, we will give each other absolute hell all day long. You got to. I'm competitive about the things I know I, I'm actually good at. Deer hunting is this this fucking anomaly that I'll never actually fully <laughs> understand, dude. Like, I'm just not going to ever be the guy that's Let like, me tell gonna, you something. Even if what? I have it figured out. Does that out, keep I, coming back, though? It I, does keep coming back. But I might exactly. be right, but I don't know it. That's the other You're problem. never going to know it all. Well, no, no shit. If I do, then and I'll if, quit. And if you get some guy that comes on here and tells you he knows every damn thing oh, he can about kick deer rocks. hunting, he can, kick rocks. He can, he can piss up it. a rope. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. meet him and tell him he's full of shit. Yeah. Unless it, it's, well, unless Jesus Christ comes back. like, Well, then I won't. <laughs> That'd be a different story. And then I'll, I'll be like, okay, I believe you. But. And then there's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But by the way, like, you know, come on over here. (laughs) Hunting public land is no, is no walk in the park, man. Hunting any land is no walk in the park. I mean, I've had slam dunk spots, Mm -hmm. you know, suburban hunting. That was pretty slam dunk. I was very limited in where I could go. But I listen, if I can grab like two or three suburban spots, I don't know what it is about being and sneaking around in people's yards or (laughs) some near some sheds or, or a city park. But dude, it is so much fun. It I was, don't know why. I, even if I don't get to kill a lot of stuff, I have a blast. Because people look at you funny. And I can tell you, like, that's I where I, I broke out of, like, a funk of not shooting many deer. I landed this spot. Yeah. I, I would go to these people's place. They had two furnaces and two airs and a boiler. I would have to service it. I was there two, three times a year. Yeah. So they got to know me and trust me, and, and, and everything was great. And then they just happened to complain about the deer that tore up their brand new maple tree they put in. I'm like, oh darn! I'm like, well, oh I'm really? You know, company. It's called Killing Everything. Yeah, help you with that. Yeah, I, I know this. I know this guy that could probably help you with that. You know, do you allow hunting? Well, we might. I'm like, really? Light bulb. So, asked her, and, and uh, she's like, let me talk to my husband. So, talked to her husband and. I think I got a phone call back two days later. Yeah, we'd like you to come back here. <laughs> oh, like yes. Okay. Here. I can help. <laughs> so I did. And I, I laid down three does, like, right off the bat. And I had some some days where I could have shot two does right off the bat. And I wasn't seeing Jeez. a lot of bucks. And then the bucks I did see were, 
you know, I'd heard about all the big bucks in this area, so I'm like, well, I'm going to lay yeah. off. So I passed on a lot of bucks, a lot of yeah. them that were just on the edge of the ears, nice little eights and sevens. And yeah. really, if I were hunting in, on public land, I should have been killing those deer. Just, yeah. you know, but we get one buck tag for bow season, and that's it. I want to I want to hit on something you said. Yeah. And then and then Greg said it um kind of replied. So last year and the year before it was like I wouldn't even look at private land almost. And I think it was a part of that, oh, you know, everybody's hunting public and this and that. You'll get these dudes that are like, "Well, did you kill that on private or public?" you know. I just want to say something and anybody who ever listens and you can take my opinion for what it's worth or what I have to say for what it's worth, but at the end of the day, no one gives a shit. And I'm, and I don't, I try to, I try to keep my mouth clean, but I'm just going to keep it real with you guys. I'm going to keep it stacked. Yep. No one gives a shit where you shot the deer. No one cares how you shot the deer. Now, if you want to come talk to me and tell me that crossbow is archery, it's not, but we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> but at the, at, the, no at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, look, I've hunted hard on private and I've hunted hard on public. And at the end of the day, it's going to be up to whether you did the one right thing that, that puts you in the spot for success. Now, whether that's you being blindly lucky and making the right decision of being in that stand, whatever it may be, that's awesome. But the thing is, is that deer are deer, you know what I mean? And to an extent, you're right, Eric, they are dumb, but they're also very intelligent animals, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's like no one cares where you shot it. Like, is it cool that the hunting public, and I'm not just, I'm not calling them out to crap talk, so I don't want it to be like that. But is it cool that they travel around the country on public and getting it done? Hell yeah, yeah. freaking it's a badass absolutely yep. it's very awesome which one of um, us wouldn't want to go do that exactly I, if you told me that i could do that for a living i would be like sign me up today I'm right going, but those you know guys I mean? I, no. those guys are sacrificing something right absolutely they're sacrificing absolutely. something so hats so, off to them you know when it, when it but yeah absolutely because that is a very time-consuming thing um when it comes down to it it's like I had to have a, almost a heart change in the beginning of the year because um, I think it came down to me realizing that, you know, I don't have a job. So money for gas to be able to drive to all my normal spots on a normal basis like I usually would probably wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, if there wasn't any outside help um, coming in. And I had to become very thankful very quickly on the spots that I were able to drive to and on the plan, the pieces of permission that I did end up, you know, was able to get to and stuff like that. And I, I even posted a video. I think it was like probably the first week in both season. It was like, you know what? Like I have kind of a heart change and it was like, and the big thing was, I, I don't know if y'all ever hear me talk about him, but I actually have a picture of him. Uh, my uncle Phil, he died a few years ago, but this is me and him. And this is a Ram that I killed back when I was like 10 huh. or 11. And uh, so he's the one that actually got me in bow hunting. And that man was a killer in every sense of the word. I mean, if he was alive today, he would find cell cams. I'm, I'm just like, this is me hypothetically making this up, but he would find dude cell cams, figure out the area better than that guy would kill the buck and then probably hang the buck's testicles off that cell cam just because <laughs> I mean, and, and true story. He actually did that to a guy's last stand. Uh, on a piece of public out here that he found that stand figured out the spot killed the buck and then hung the testicles in the seat like he wasn't doing it to to be a butthole he, he was it was just funny but it was like 
he was he was a killer in every sense of the word and he didn't care about what picture he got he didn't care about who gave him the recognition he didn't care you know and that's the kind of stuff that he didn't have to tell me but it was just kind of like it's just how, what we did you know what i mean it's kind of like how we did it and um i realized that at the beginning of the year i was like i have gotten so far away from that and i think it's hurting me than more than any of this extra stuff is helping i would agree and so at the beginning yeah i would so agree it, it year, it's hurting like, all of us you know trying to f- video my hunts what a joke that is you know i saw that video yeah <laughs> I, totally screw myself you know it, Deer's coming from over here. It's like, well, crap, I can't get the camera arm around me, so I'm going to have to duck and move it around. And yeah. It, yeah, I mean, to your point, though, my dad, too, was a killer. There's three of us kids and my mom and family, and we didn't rely on venison, but he preferred it that way. So it yeah. was at least two or three deer a year in the freezer. It didn't matter if it was a six-pointer, five-pointer, his big buck that he got in the record book, whatever does, yeah. if he had permits for does, it was all dying. It didn't matter, but he got more proficient. Just like I got more proficient because of my little spot that I got. Mm-hmm. The more deer you kill, the more proficient you're going to be. If you've not shot yeah. a deer yet and you're just holding out. Don't just hold out. You need to gain yeah. confidence. And the yeah. only way you're going to do that is repetition. experience. Yep. The only way you're listen, guys, young, young, young dudes, especially young guys, especially. I got, I got, I got, a, I got one of one of our very good friends. Last time he shot a buck was like 2013, and he's a diehard bow hunter. He loves to bow hunt, whatever. He has not shot one since because it's not bigger than that. And I'm like, look, bro. I'm like, I love you, you know. And he's he's he love me and him love talking deer. Obviously, you know he I, he asked my advice, and I'll ask him his advice on certain things. But it's like. Dude, you're not gonna get better to learn how to kill more deer if you if you're not killing anything. Well, I'll shoot does. I'm like does and bucks are two different. Almost it's like they are mature buck. It's is different, man. Like it. But I was like, if you just want to be, if you do you. You know, I'm not gonna tell you whatever. But I was like, but you, man, I love you guys. You all gotta learn. And I'm saying you all, and everybody listening. Like the only way you're gonna get better is if you do it. It just is what it is. You gotta learn how to fail. And you got to learn to become best friends with failure. Gary V says that all the time. He has nothing about hunting, nope. but literally, if he could talk to a group of hunters, <laughs> especially a group life of, lessons apply to everything. Oh man, I'm telling you, especially <laughs> to a group of okayest hunters like us. Yes, look, sir. <laughs> you all, you all need to learn how to be best friends with failure. Otherwise, you will never learn to be thankful for success or learn to understand success or or get there. Yeah, that or the failure you finally do experience is going to cripple you completely. Because absolutely, all I've ever tasted yeah, yeah, success. Yeah. You get you got a rude awakening coming. Because that's not how life works. So, nope, dude, all. thanks for being on the show with us tonight, man. Dude, I had an absolute blast. Thank you for having me on. I hope we can do it again. Sure. We'll do it we again. We need to have we, it again. We're not going absolutely. anywhere. Absolutely. So we'll do it again. This is a fun new uh, way to do it, man. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I love this setup. It's very cool. I like it. I'm sorry, I. Was at class and then my truck and then home. It's all good, man. No, man, you're you you're a working here. guy and yep. you're you're trying to get into a trade and I think that's awesome. So we need more people in the trades. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> you love your soapbox. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, but we'll leave it that. All right. <laughs> now that's cool, Reinhardt. At the end here, yep. You have to shoot. You should have to shoot at him to kill him. That's yep. the truth. That's right. That's facts. So, that's good Very stuff. True. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. We're going to end the live broadcast, everybody. This will be up in podcast land tonight, and uh, everyone can listen to it, you know, uh, I don't know, whenever you listen to it. So 
Thanks, White Hill Experience. Greg's rocking the camo tonight. I don't know what you're doing wearing that. It's pretty cold out. It's uh, it's merino wool. I, I wore it out to blow snow off the off oh, the driveway. Sissy. All yeah. right. Okay, flannel. We're going to end the live stream. See you, folks. <laughs> See ya. Hey, 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 hey. Watch yourself. Watch yourself about the flannels. <laughs> we, we ain't talking about flannels. Oh, that's, we that's my, that's I'll have you know I have a kill back, flannel. I'm going to let him do it to you. There, there's, there's a kill flannel that usually goes with this shirt. Okay. All right, tip of the week this week is uh, it's more of a, ro- a reminder. A reminder that it's your tag and you should do what you want with it. And I say that to say, to kind of echo what Seth was talking about insofar as like making sure you're hunting for the right reasons. Don't don't tax yourself for no good reason at all. Don't tax yourself because you're pandering to the industry or the vanity metrics or you know because you want to get this sponsor or that sponsor or whatever. Do what makes you happy. Uh, no discount from some freaking gear, product, or brand is going to effing matter. It's the time in the woods that's important with the people that you love. My big thing last season was have fun. Well, I had a ton of fun. However, there is a balance. And I don't mean that in a very, I don't mean that in a cliche way. I literally mean like you can feel when that balance gets out of whack. So I was doing one day a week um, and, and I kicked it to two days a week a couple of times. And I realized real quick that like that small tick up that extra day of the week put more tax and burden on my family without me present to help do things around the house and support, you know, my wife and our kids and all that stuff. Um, and then, so if that is detracting from the home life, then, then hunting isn't as fun, right? If I'm feeling guilty that I'm not there or bad or whatever. So you, you can feel in that balance starts to get out of whack. So it's gotta be done right. Or really <laughs> if I just plan my vacation better. It wouldn't effing matter. Um, so there's that. So that's my, I don't know, my tip of the week is just hunt for the right reasons. Uh, don't get caught up in dumb stuff. You know, make sure you put yourself in check, especially now that we can reflect on last season. Like, did you meet your goals? Did you, how do you feel about those things? Did you even have goals? Did you have fun? Did you, were you stressed out? Like, what was last season like? And then try to figure out how that made you feel. And uh, I don't know, Seth's got a shirt that says shut up and hunt. So maybe, maybe we just all shut up and hunt, right? Uh, that's what I got for the tip of the week this week. If you love the show, give us a rating and review on iTunes. We love reading the feedback and the commentary there. Also, don't forget we are live at six ish, uh, central standard time, six ish PM every Tuesday night. And we do have our live call number. It's two, six, two, seven, five, seven, 4122. If you want to call in and, uh, I don't shoot the breeze with us or ask questions or share stories. We're open for that as well as we now have our video chat. So you can just simply, uh, you know, whether you're watching us live on YouTube or Facebook, you can uh, click a little link and we'll bring you into a video chat so you can participate with us. We've had a few folks doing that over the last couple of weeks. I think I got most of the bugs worked out of everything except for my stupid camera. Um, I've identified the problem, but I don't know how to fix the problem. So uh, I'll figure that out at some point. Anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening and thanks for your continued support and patronage with everything. Uh, that's all I got for tonight. So I don't have a great day and hum public. <laughs>